My name is Michael Alanis, and I am the founder of a digital marketing agency in Southern California. I've spent the last 10 years combining my direct sales background with a passion for internet marketing. And through all of the online and offline strategies I've tried and tested, this one thing has remained the same. Quality clients are not sold, they are converted. So if you're tired of playing the numbers game with your sales and marketing goals and want to start learning the timeless principles of profitable customer acquisition, then join me as we discuss the craft of client conversion and transform you into a client converter. Hey everyone, Michael coming to you from the Local Loop Marketing offices here in beautiful West Covina, California, formerly Pasadena, California, which I do miss and want to get back to. However, you're going to hear some background noise because I am leaving right now to head to the gym, actually. So, okay. And I wanted to get in this episode in between uh, the walk from here to the gym. Uh, it's middle of the day. It's about two o'clock on this Monday. And one of the goals on my list is to ab- absolutely hit the gym, stay on target with that. And also to get a podcast episode done. So I'm going to knock out these two things at once. Um, our offices are across from a mall. So we're able to go over there. Going to hit Gold's Gym right now for a little bit. And what I wanted to chat with you about today was the importance of meeting follow-up and how that's properly managed. If I look back on the mistakes that we've made in our business, a lot of it came from Um, a lot of it came from meeting with the client and not really taking good notes about what it is that we're responsible for and what it is they're responsible for. That's one. The second thing and the big, big thing is that when you have a project working with a client, what's going to happen is, you know, work creates more work and that's a good thing when in the services business. Um, and just so you know, too, I'm crossing by a fountain right now. I know it sounds like maybe I, I'm not in the bathroom, I promise. I'm just walking by a fountain right now. Okay. So when you work with the client, work is going to produce more work. Just like, you know, sending emails produces more emails. And how you properly manage the additional work that comes and not getting those two things muddled together is going to be very important because you start, you're going to start to have this uh, convoluted um, approach to things. And more importantly, you may find yourself financing additional work that was not paid for by the client. Um, this is not, this is a bad thing if that happens, but this is not a bad thing if the client wants to get more things going um, while you're already, you know, ankle deep into a project. Here's an example of one that we went through. So we are in a website development with multiple companies and as we do this thing, you know, uh, topics pop up where there's, you know, other installations they'd like to do or ideas for future marketing campaigns they'd like to run. And marketing campaigns are going to require additional assets such as landing pages, Facebook ads, Google ads, targeting things. And what can happen, um, and this is a good thing, what's going to happen is, you know, the client's going to want to discuss these things with you. And it can come in the form of this. Hey, I have an idea for XYZ thoughts. What do you think? And so let's say that email is sent and they have an idea for XYZ, but you are, you know, right in the middle of a development of some other project and it doesn't have to be a website. It could be anything. And the client has, you know, some thoughts about XYZ. 
What do you think? Well, you may just combine those two things at your next meeting together. And so now your meeting is discussing current project, plus the meeting is also discussing potential other stuff. Now, is this helpful? Sure. You know, clients getting their questions answered. You're having that conversation with them. The problem with that is on the scalability aspect. So when I first started out in this business and it was like me and one person or just, and that's an employee, but it was me and more so just a bunch of freelancers. When a client wanted to talk about something else, super helpful because it was a potential sale. I was very open to it and I would allow my schedule to be open all the time. So if you wanted to talk to me about additional business or you had an idea, I'm, you know, I'm, (laughs) I hate to say this, but I was also saying, sure, let's chat now. And that whole conversation was taking place via text message. So terrible idea. That's a whole other aspect, but do not be communicating with clients via text message. Not a good idea. You know, unless you have like these top tier premier clients that you're, you're great rapport with, no problem in billing, card on file, go for it. You know, I'll be honest, I have probably two clients like that but they're very close friends of mine as well. Um, And it's been years and years of working together. So when I first started off, I would take these calls. Any questions they had, we would chat about them. And it was mixed in together with the current work that we're doing. The scalability I'm talking about is when you start having a team in place and the team is gonna take the lead on your habits. So all the habits that you have right now, think about those multiplied across, let's even say four people. Imagine now it's you plus four people taking these additional calls to talk about stuff or working those calls into meetings that are supposed to be for another paying project. You know, that poses a major problem financially and here's why. Think about, think about yourself as your, in your business, all the ideas you may have. You're not gonna execute every single idea you have. Um, and even the ones you do execute on, it may take a while to actually get them going into actual development. Hang on one second, I'm gonna run across the street here because the light is gonna change. And thankfully I have gym clothes on. Okay, almost there. Cool, okay, so if you have four people plus you taking those calls on, let's say the talk is about an additional 30 minutes. Well, across five people, that's two and a half hours. So. Two and a half hours, that's a good portion of a, you know, portion of a day that someone's gonna be giving as free time. Now imagine that starts to happen, that's that it happens once a week, once a week, or even you know, once a week. At that rate of what's going on, you know, we're talking about 10 hours a month in lost billable time. Lost billable time. And as I started to look back on our client work, and our email threads, I would see these convoluted messages where we're starting to talk about multiple things at once taking place. And, you know, one of the big aspects too about being a marketing professional that I remind people that I work with, and I have to remind myself is that what they're paying for is not just the execution of something, they're also paying for the education of the executioner. And you as the executioner, the person that's doing the actual execution, you know, they're also, they're paying for all the time that you've put into developing your processes, into educating yourself, into 
whatever courses that you have to take, you know, the mistakes that you've made, they're able to come back and pick up just the good parts of that, which they're going to apply to their business, which is a huge benefit. And that advice that you're, that you're giving them on those brief calls can save them thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars. So there is an absolute value attached to those consulting calls that take place. And that's what they are, are consulting calls. Um, you know, marketing is very similar to cooking where the work is not just like the cooking of the dish. It's also in the preparation of the dish prior to cooking. It's the buying of the ingredients. It's the cleanup. It's the presentation. It's all of that combined, all of it and making sure that it's served hot. So it's not just the actual cooking aspect of it. So with that said, what we do now is when a client wants to discuss something, and they wish to ask us, hey, I wanna chat about something, or do you have your thoughts on this? My team knows that how we approach this is we wanna keep those two things separate. We don't wanna be talking about other projects muddled in with current projects, not just because we're trying to get more you know, billable hours, but we wanna give it its proper attention, and those two things should be separated. Also, it allows the client, you know, to it allows the client to really understand and to look at themselves and say, you know, how much do I value this thing that I want to discuss? Because if I just want to have, you know, if I just have an idea that I want to discuss with you, a couple ideas, and I know now that whenever we talk, we can just briefly discuss these ideas, then all that's happening is it's just this training aspect that's taking place where now they know, oh, if I just want to talk marketing, then I'll reach out to this person and maybe we'll do something, maybe we won't. Now keep in mind, even amongst our best clients, and I apologize for the wind, it's a little windy here, we're almost inside soon. Even amongst our best clients, those clients that talk ideas with us, we don't execute on all of those things that are done. We don't at all. So, and nor do what I expect that to, you know, you're not always gonna say, hey, whatever we talk about, we're gonna start next week. It's not gonna happen. You have to have those times of talking and consulting. However, when the, when the client's hiring, hiring out you and your team, um, you know, they're not just paying once again for the actual execution of services. It's like cooking. This is the part where they're at the store, shopping for ingredients, talking recipes. All of that is your time leveraging your experience and buying, really buying all, the, all that you've poured into your education for yourself and your team. So we'll tell the client, and we have these actual email templates, we'll let them know that uh, you know we appreciate them reaching out to us and you know that's a big deal that they would respect our opinion about something and that we'd like to give it its proper attention so we can book an actual consulting call and we will tell them a rate that we charge uh, by the hour and you know we'll book out um, we find that these kinds of meetings tend to go for like 45 minutes till about an hour and a half and we'll let them know you can book out one of these sessions um, we just ask that you would have the list itemized for us of what we're gonna discuss. And then here's the payment link to go ahead and book that meeting. Um, and you know, when we started instituting this, some clients said, great, yeah, send it over, let's do this. And they would you know, buy the meeting. Other clients did not, and they, they passed on that. Um, I look back on that, not as a bad thing, but as a good thing, because I don't want to be spinning our wheels uh, just talking about marketing. You know, I, I don't mind talking marketing. I don't mind consulting on marketing, but we have to understand that, you know, the purchase of value is not just in the 
execution of service. It's also going to be in the education of how to execute those services as well too. So really valuable point. And to give this, you know, to take our own medicine and our own advice, when we hire someone, uh, most of our team is, most of our team are actual employees of local loop marketing. But when we contract with someone outside of our team, that's going to be new for a project that we need additional help on. When we talk to that person, even in our interview process, we pay for their time. So we value people's time as well. And that, that kind of reciprocity we develop, we're like, we, you know, we ask the same things of ourselves that we ask of our clients, I think really sets the tone for us. And it helps us to run a good meeting as well too. You know, running a good meeting is another topic that I will get into uh, on a later date. It's taken us years to kind of get this down. And it's one that I struggle with sometimes still, but one that I know, um, one that I know that is very important. Uh, and I started this off by talking about the follow-up of a meeting. So there were two areas. There was one about separating the two things and understanding that you don't want to be mixing in projects, new projects and existing projects. And the follow-up of a meeting, the other part is that after you host a meeting, very important to send notes back over to the person of the project you're in development with. So most meetings are going to take place because you're currently in process with something, whether it's um, you know a, a marketing campaign or an actual like fixed asset that let's say has an endpoint, such as a landing page, such as some sort of software development or a website. Uh, those meetings will take place as a check-in. In those check-in meetings, the best takeaway I would say is that your meeting, that the, I'm sorry, the notes you send to them at the end of the meeting should contain, you know, uh, two things in there. Well, three total, but two really important things. The first one is going to be a bullet point list of the items you discuss. Your actual notes don't have to be there. Just a bullet point list of things you discussed. So what would you title the item you discussed? Your actual notes, you'll keep yourself. And I recommend keeping a Google Drive document for those. So you'll have that, um, things you discussed. Uh, the second piece is the takeaway items, like the homework. And one, the first one is gonna be things that the agency is responsible for. So you'll list there the things that you stated you will do and by when. And third, client responsibilities. The things the client said they will do and by when. Because you know, amnesia, meeting amnesia is a big problem amongst both agencies and clients. I make mistakes with this too. And it happens every time I don't do the notes like this. So stating what you're responsible for, stating what they're responsible for, and stating what the meeting was about is gonna be very helpful because I guarantee a conversation will arise where there's gonna be a breakdown in something or something's not getting done or taking a long time. And it comes back to, well, I thought this was already you know, in the works. This is where it's a great time to go back and look at the notes. And maybe the agency dropped the ball. Maybe the client dropped the ball. But hopefully that's not going to happen because with everyone knowing what it is they have on their plate and what they're responsible for, things move along just fine. So put an additional 15 minutes at the end of your meeting. Go ahead and make those notes inside of there. And as you go about the course of doing work, should clients come to you with additional things, you know, first off, congratulations, that's awesome. And it's great when a client wants to talk marketing with you, but the process of charging for that time, you know, even a small hourly rate of even 30 or $40 the hour 
if you're just starting out, you know, to book consulting time, that time investment is so worth it. So worth it for the client and it's also fair. And so for yourself too, you know, as you deal with people, it needs to go both ways. So for the agencies that have these rules about, you know, I've, I've talked with agencies where, you know, they only sell high ticket items and they'll tell me this. Um, uh, it, doesn't have to, it doesn't have to just be marketing agencies. It'll be clients. So clients will say, you know, I only work with uh, high ticket people or we only sell to the cream of the crop and I don't want any tire kickers yet. I think, I think I'm passing by an upset client there crying. Anyways, or you know, they only work with the best of the best yet they themselves have this piecemeal approach to their business and everything is like the free version of a CRM and they're using people on Fiverr uh, and they have these really crazy expectations of what should happen, but they themselves only want to work with high paying clients, total miscommunicate, total like mismatch there, cognitive dissonance. So however you want to be, be that person, but make sure you treat yourself the same way and the client the same way. And we'll get into another talk about treating your own business as a client itself too and how that should take place. And I am now going to be at the gym. So I'm going to pop inside, get this workout in. You guys have an awesome day and please remember to take care of yourselves too. And we'll talk later. Take care.